Welcome back to the D3 Golf Guys podcast. We've got a great interview for you tonight. Coach Scott Moe from Gustavus Adolphus College joins us tonight. Really excited to bring this one to you. He's one of my favorite guys in all of Division Three. But first, all right, our friends at Pin Golf have created an absolutely great product. They produce a great, affordable rangefinder called the Ace. And the D3 golf guys have put it to the test, mostly through my nine-year-old. That's right, the nine-year-old rangefinder test. We had a previous rangefinder that was a competitor to the guys that pinned, and he could not figure out how to use it. It was shaky. It was hard to hit the t- target. With the new pinned rangefinder, the ace, he hits it every time. He's able to start getting his own yardage. It's starting to become more independent. He feels better about himself. And I know lots of people struggle with rangefinders out there. People at PIN have got it nailed. It's a great rangefinder that is really easy to use. Here's the best part. It is USB chargeable. So those of us now, when you're riding around your golf cart and you realize, wait a second, it's out of juice. You don't have to stop and go back to the clubhouse and get a battery or wait around and not use it for a week and a half. The PIN rangefinder, you can simply plug it into your cart because most of them have USB spots now and in a It'll instantly charge. It's great product. We love it at D3 Golf Guys. Get yours today. There is a link in the notes of this podcast. Use that link and type in the code D3GOLFGUYS to get $20 off your ace from Pin Golf today. All right. Joining me tonight is the head men's and women's golf coach at Gustavus Adolphus College and my longtime friend, Scott Moe. Coach, how are you? Doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, Coach Mo has been one of the big supporters of D3 Golf Guys. He was one of the early people in to help us out. So we had to have him come on the podcast and uh, talk a little bit about his himself, the school last year, and a little look towards next year as we start getting things geared up uh, towards next season. So uh, first question, Coach Mo, I think I know, but how long have you been at Gustavus, not including when you were a graduate? Yeah, just uh, just finished my 26th year. So been uh, with the men's golf uh, for that long. I was an assistant coach to Whitey Skoog for one year. Um, and then uh, it's kind of funny because I went into, I was a student teacher doing my ninth semester of student teaching and, and coach pulled me aside and said, hey, I'm going to turn in my keys. I'm going to retire at the end of this year. And I went into our AD's office and I was like, uh, Moose, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do here. If I'm going to go down to teaching route or some coaching and just kind of curious as to what uh, what the process would be to apply for Whitey's job. And he looked at me and he said, well, are you interested? And I said, yeah. He said, well, okay, the job's yours. So my <laughs> only interview in my life was about five seconds long and I've been here ever since. And so it's uh, been uh, very fortunate to say the least. Well, that's great. Uh, and so let just to clear it up before I make my comment, where is Gustavus Adolphus College? Yes, we are uh, uh, just south of the North Pole. Um, <laughs> we are about uh, an hour southwest of Minneapolis. Okay. It's uh, St. Cloud, right? Uh, St. Peter. St. Peter. Sorry. Saint Peter, I knew yep. it was one of the saints. Yep. I mean, St. Cloud's about an hour north of the cities. That's right. Uh, now, n- nothing better than Whitey Skoog. And, and Moose, somebody or other is the AD. <laughs> exactly, you know you're yes. in Minnesota when, yep. right? That's, that's the Norwegians, <laughs> yes. And now now you're a graduate of Gustavus Adolphus, correct? I am. I graduated in 95 and then took over the golf program in fall of 96. Right. 
And that's when I met you because you were the youngest coach out there uh, figuring things out as he came along when I was uh, roaming around in, in there. But I do, I did happen to look this up. Now, this is why you guys are all going to get in trouble. All of us alums are going to get in trouble. That I believe somebody was uh, individual conference champion as a senior in 1995. Is that correct? You, you dug pretty hard, Mike. <laughs> well, I knew you were a good player. But I, you know, conference champion, I just, you know, I'm just want to make sure that everybody that listens to the podcast understands Coach <laughs> Moe's a stick. Okay. You yeah. know, that was back in the mid nineties when that meant something very different than what it means today, but. <laughs> right. Yes. There were, we didn't have quite as many players back then. <laughs> That's right. Right. The, back then it was, do you have own golf clubs? That's yeah, a good start. It. Yes. Yep. That's right. Uh, we always joked that if, uh, if my team, my freshman team, if, if a basketball game broke out at the golf tournament, we were going to win. But outside yeah, of that, for us, <laughs> for us, it was hockey. There you go. <laughs> we had all hockey players. That's good. Uh, so, Coach, you, you guys had a great year this past year. I know uh, we saw Jacob make it to, to nationals. You know, t- tell me a little bit about sort of, you know, your year this past year and, and sort of your thoughts and, and, you know, how you thought things went. I know it was a strange and weird year with COVID, but. Yeah, so with uh, that's, that's to say the least. So with everything for us, we came in uh, the fall season expecting to have our normal, well, I guess what would have been a normal schedule is just play inside our conference. And so we had eight days of practice, qualifying, getting ready for our first tournament. And on our eighth day, our athletic director called me. We're in the middle of our final round. And he said, I got bad news. Conference pulled the plug. There's not going to be any golf this year. So we're out at our home course at the Sewer Country Club, and I pulled our golfers off the golf course and broke the news to them and, and kind of went forward from there. And we actually had 11 of our men uh, were with us at that point, and eight of them took the semester off. So I only had three guys on campus in the fall. Our entire roster of eight women uh, stayed and took their normal class schedule. Uh, but then I had three guys – who were in my top five a year ago, took the entire year off. Uh, so they're going to be coming back this next fall. And, and uh, so it was a, a learning curve kind of thrown at some young guys for us immediately. Number one, we were thrilled that we were going to have a spring season. You know, once we found that out, we had eight of our original 11 guys had our spring season and all eight of our women were there anxious and ready to play. And, and once we found out we were going to compete and have our conference championship in the spring, um, it worked out great for us. Again, we had some, some young guys in the lineup with our men's team and, and, uh, Jacob kind of anchored us the whole way and had a great, uh, a great spring and was fortunate to get the opportunity to play at nationals. And, and, uh, you know, one of the hardest things in golf, number one is getting there if you don't win a conference championship and get the AQ, um, uh, but also to get in as an individual is, uh, is quite an accomplishment because there's so many, outstanding players throughout the country that that aren't on teams that qualify and and I mean if you're not you know below a 73 scoring average you're on the outside looking in before you even get a chance and yeah, so yeah. Jacob got there and and um, was an outstanding experience and the golf course I thought was exceptional out in West Virginia uh, was very was uh, was tough I mean <clears throat> the number of great players that were there and and for plus two to win it um, shows how hard the golf course was. And yeah. so it was a great experience. And, and Jacob uh, stepped up to the challenge and, and had a, had a nice showing for himself. 
Well, yeah, it was great to follow. And, and you were doing a great job on social media, um, you know, as we as we were following along. And, and we did a, a great interview with Will Hawker, who, who won Nationals as an individual. Um, but yeah, we were following along with Jacob. The only problem was he plays on the wrong side of the golf ball. I don't. <laughs> he I, does. I yes, I, I, po- I posted one photo. We got there early, and they had on the very, very far end of the range on the, on the tee area was his spot to hit, and so he was about fifty stalls down, and the only person hitting there. And, and I took a little picture, and I was like, "This is what it must feel like to be a lefty." All right, folks, we're gonna take a quick break to tell you about our friends at Titleist. Titleist, the number one brand in golf, and I've seen a whole bunch of Titleist in all my years around D3 golf. But the best thing they have going for them is the Titleist Pro V1 or Pro V1X. It's the best ball on tour. It's the best ball for college players. If you are a high-level player looking for the best golf ball around, there's nothing better than Titleist Pro V1 and Pro V1X. Get yours today. Now back to the interview with Coach Mo. Well, have, I'm trying to give everybody a little bit of chance, but tell us a little about a Gustavus Adolphus uh, and what it's like to go there. And, you know, now's the time for you to kind of give me, give us the, the pitch for when you're recruiting kids to come to campus. Sure. And it's, you know, one of the, one of the things that we want to do is we want to get people to our campus. That's the first obstacle that we face, especially being a, a golf program in a Northern state. It's tough to get people to feel like, well, geez, if it's going to be winter year round, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be tough and I can't play golf. And, and yet you look at kind of the success our region has had nationally, we've been fortunate to produce some, some really good teams. You go back to the, you know, after 2000, we had, uh, let's see, Eau Claire, mm-hmm. Wisconsin won, Nebraska Wesleyan won, St. John's won twice. Yep. We won. Illinois Wesleyan is doing their thing now. All guys from our region and, and some teams that have had a lot of success. And, and so we kind of we kind of play off, you know, in the in the winter season. You know, a number of us are fortunate to have some nice practice facilities, indoor facilities where we can really train and work on our swings in the off season. And 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 that's something that, you know, you go somewhere south where you can play year round. There's not always the grind to improve your swing because you always have the opportunity to play. And mm-hmm. so for us, we were fortunate. We have what's called the Drentel golf facility. And I coached the Drentel family's three daughters and, and they had a great experience. And, and so it was, uh, we're now in year five of our training facility. And we got the one, I guess one of the great things for us is we have some space on our campus. We've got uh, area where we can hit balls outside all winter long. Uh, we got three heated stalls and indoor putting green and, and the technology that, you know, again, I'm the technology right now is beyond me. I'm not a big tech guy, but a lot of the players are looking at their numbers on the four sites and the flight scopes and the track man. And, and, uh, so they make plenty of use of use of that. And if you have that and you get the people that are willing to put in the time, in the off season to get better, you can have some success. And, and so that's where we've been very fortunate on the golf course. And, and again, it's tough to get people to go North to play. So we've been fortunate to get a lot of you know, Midwest talent that sticks around and is used to the climate that we play in. And, and we got a, a, a boy coming from Glendale, Arizona this fall. And, and uh, <laughs> the first, uh, first one from Arizona, hopefully not our last, but uh, we're, we're excited for him to join us. And, and so should be, uh, should be fun, but that's, you know, kind of what we, 
have as kind of our bread and butter is that chance to improve in the off season. And our campus is outstanding and, and uh, not that I encourage people to visit in February cause it gets a little chilly, but, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's just, we're in the middle right now. We've got a, a $60 million expansion going on on our athletics wow. complex and, and uh, which is going to be amazing. It's not going to affect our golfers from a facility standpoint where we practice, but we're, we got a, gigantic uh, wellness center that's going in. And, and so that's going to be a great addition. We just completed a $75 million science building. Um, so through, through everything that's been going on, we're fortunate that we've had the alumni support that we have to, to make the improvements on the college and kind of keep up with, keep up with everybody. And yeah. so that's uh, been a big thing for us and, and just trying to get the kids to campus. That's, that's yeah. how we sell it. And, and we try to, keep things moving academically. And, and we've been fortunate to have some student athletes that, um, that care about the total package. So that's, that kind of sells itself. Yeah. Well, I, I had such a blast this past winter when uh, we, we kind of put some stuff out on Twitter to show everybody's indoor practice facilities when it's all like Midwestern Northern schools. And I, I was joking around, like none of the Southern schools have any of this stuff. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's, that was great. But, uh, but no, so like I was looking ahead to kind of next year, you got a lot of you got a lot of returning guys, guys and girls, both. I, I mean, I don't think you had a senior on the team this year, did you? No, we didn't. Our uh, and I kind of chuckle because our our banquet every year. One of the things that I look forward to the most is our seniors grabbing the mic and getting a chance to kind of rehash their four years uh, at Gustavus and the the memories they make and the friends they make and the stories they have and and all that stuff. And this year it was uh, I had to apologize to those that are at our banquet because all they had to do was listen to me because we didn't have any seniors. So it was, uh, it was, I'm sure they were happy. It was a nice short banquet, but, um, but yeah, so we've got with our uh, men's players that took the year off, we've got all players back plus uh, a very nice incoming freshman class and, and all eight of our uh, women's players uh, return. And, and uh, you know, our top three women will be seniors and, and have played uh, every tournament that they've been on campus. They've been in the lineup and, so it'll be a nice uh, final final showing final opportunity for them to have a what we hope will be a full a full year and and a, and a full competitive schedule so it should be a, should be a fun start to the fall season yeah and and from what I'm hearing it sounds like we're gonna have a full year have you heard anything else to date I've heard nothing nothing different than that I mean we're, we're planning or talk to coaches today we're planning our regular schedule and and we're actually uh, getting a chance to travel a little bit this fall we were invited down to golf week uh, down in Destin Florida and and it's been a few years since we've been to that event um, but super excited for that it falls a couple weeks after our conference championship so we've normally mm-hmm. kind of shut down after conference um, but because of you know kind of last year not getting a chance to travel, um, we want to take that chance or take not to, we want to take the opportunity to, to go play in those, in those great events and, and see the teams from down South and some of the teams from California that come out in the West coast and, and just, uh, they, they do a great job. Lance Ringler puts on a, in golf week, puts on a, a great show there. And we're going to get to see, uh, uh, coach Owen at the, at the D3 preview at Howie in the Hills, which fantastic facility they've hosted seems like 150 tournaments. <laughs> uh, since I've been coaching, we always seem to go down there, but it's a, it's a great place to be. That's great. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just, just in the last couple hours, we've been working on 
seeing if I can get down there and, and maybe do a little live show or do some interviews while we're down at, at golf week. So uh, Lance and I are starting to chit chat about how do we, how do we make that work? So uh, very excited, but uh, coach, you know, look, I'll put in my two piece. There's no better guy in division three than you. You've been a, a stalwart, a person who is always somebody who you can reach out to and call and offer. Oh, you always offer help. And I'll tell you this, if, if anybody has any questions about what it's like to play D three golf or what it's like to, to go to a Northern school, Scott Moe is your guy. He's one of the best guys in the entire country when it comes to golf coaches and human beings. Coach, I really appreciate everything you've done for me, for the for the podcast, and for everything else. And I, I we just wish you the best of luck this year. I appreciate it, Mike. That's uh, very kind of you to say. And I was, you know, I mentioned Whitey Skoog earlier, and I was fortunate to play for Whitey, who was, uh, you know, one of the most humble mans uh, on the planet Earth. And he played uh, NBA basketball for the Lakers, invented the jump shot, and you wouldn't know that uh, after having a five hour conversation with him, because he'd never tell you. And he always preached about uh, treating people with respect. And, and, um, and so I, you know, I owe a lot to, to him and kind of how he, he molded his uh, golfers over the years and was fortunate to be a part of it. Yeah. Except you don't remember that I knew another great uh, golf coach uh, in uh, Mr. Coach Jensen at Guilford who oh, knew yes, more Jack about Jensen. basketball yes. than anybody and he well, knew who your coach was. Well, I'll tell you a little story about that. So my, uh, my sophomore year, we're at San Diego at Torrey Pines playing at Nationals. And I'm standing on the uh, 16th tee box, par three. And I stand over the ball and, and I hear this kind of commotion behind me. And I pull back and I reset, get ready. And I hear this commotion again. And I, and I kind of turn around and there's, there's Whitey and Jack Jensen talking but you know at that time whitey was 70 years old i don't know how old jack was at that point but neither of them could really understand how loud they were talking they were <laughs> three inches apart from each other but people a fair way over could hear them but uh but those two guys combined had so many amazing stories and and uh and jack jensen was uh you know truly missed was a great coach at guilford yeah yeah uh, but because, uh, you know, Coach Jensen was there when I played basketball and all that stuff. So I, I knew all the all, I knew all the ex-basketball coaches or ex-basketball <laughs> players that were around. So um, but yeah, because there was once a conversation about, well, how many people played basketball? And Coach Jensen's like, oh, the guy who used to coach before Scott Moe, Whitey, he was the, <laughs> like and So he, you know, in the middle of the world, yeah. be free stories. So. No, that's awesome. Well, Coach Mo, thank you so much for coming on. I know we'll be talking all season long, and good luck to you and the Gusties this year. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate all of your coverage that you're doing for D3. It means a lot to us. You got it. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you.